have we got some fun for you today. In Chapter 37 of our podcast, we take in a twofer. First, we make a stop at the historic commune of Rocamadour. Then we drive down the road a few clicks to the amazing Gouffre de Padirac. All that and more on Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Uh, just a quick uh, mustard update. Doing a little <laughs> grocery shop today, and I saw some mice mustard. Now, it was honey mustard, not Dijon mustard. Yeah, that's my favorite, though. But I grabbed. Yeah. <laughs> I grabbed what I could. There were only two little jars left. And uh, that's the stuff that uh, goes on the sandwiches, right? Uh, and- sandwiches, salad dressing. Oh, you use it for the salad dressing, yeah, too? Yeah, of oh, course. man, it's of course. great. So, yeah, it's going to be nice because we do have a little stock in store for our guests coming in. Yeah, and and they're bringing some, apparently. Apparently. So yeah. we're going to be a mustard house. <laughs> well, that's not... We go through a lot. Like, we we use a lot of mustard. We, use we it do. In, we use it in everything. And you use it in the... Uh, uh, to my benefit, use it in the uh, salads, like in the dressing. So, but yeah, we've had a huge shortage thanks to the Canadian drought from a couple of years ago, and it's slowly coming back. Isn't it amazing with with COVID, with the war, and with droughts? How many supply chains have been interrupted or changed? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, whether it's gasoline, mustard, <laughs> or shipping the condo furniture to France. Right. Like that. That has been a major deal compared to our first move back in we October 2020. We don't even know where it is. It's somewhere in the I think the Netherlands, at some place. But hey, we packed up the the condo a month or so ago with the anticipation of selling, and you have good news. Yeah, in, in very short stead, uh, the condo sold for very close to asking, and we were worried because, you know, as, as we know, the interest rates are, are, are going, uh, you know, going up, and we didn't know if the condo would be attractive at this point. Um, but I have to say that our real estate agent did an amazing job. She staged it. She's been looking after it. Uh, Daniela Gold is gold. Yeah, she's... Uh... It's been her baby here for the last couple of months. I know. So I'm really happy that that there's a happy conclusion for her and for us. So within a very short period of time, uh, it will be someone else's property. Yeah, no, that's that's exciting for them and uh, exciting for us because we're trying to, as you can appreciate, moving when you move to France, you try to, uh, you know, divest yourself of as much stuff as you can. Now. You know, we've we've talked about how much crap we're bringing here. Uh, a lot of it is just it's not coming, crap. but a lot of it is coming just to be thrown out, which is, I find hilarious. But I know you can't you can't do it all when you were there alone. In well, you May. know, there there were mementos that yeah. I was you know kind of I was sifting through the boxes and and you know this book or this mm-hmm. thing that may have belonged to your dad or right. you, you do. Yep. I, I don't want to make that. Those decisions. Decision. No, no. I, no, I understand and I appreciate it. Uh, and it's it's just it's part of the it's part of the process. I think everybody who moves brings stuff that they end up throwing out because it it may have suited a place you were at before or a different part of your life, but then when you you know move to the next stage of your life, you kind of go, oh, geez, do we really need the dogs playing poker? Picture we don't that have any of those. <laughs> But, you know, my theory has always been, like, you spend the first 30 years, like, accumulating stuff, like, bringing stuff in, buying stuff, and then you spend the next 30 years trying to get rid of that stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> Unless your name is Julie and then you just keep buying new just, stuff. No, just shoes. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a real problem. But yes, we uh, sold the condo. It's all uh, it's all signed up. Very yeah. good. Congratulations on that. And yeah. that, that kind of brings to a close our life in Canada at this point. I mean, yes. in terms of in, ter- in, in terms in of terms of property, physical stuff, really. Yeah, no, you're right. There's nothing left. Uh, no, nothing. No. Well, no, we have friends, family. I still have a you know a, a, a corporation. No, but you can't put that stuff in a box. Uh, no. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could. I know, uh, but it's uh, no, it's the end of us there. And you know, we yeah, it's funny. We were sitting there thinking after the condo sold. I was thinking, okay, how do I how do we vote now? But I'm sure that there are. I'm, I'm sure we're not the first Canadians to move out of the country, stay Canadian, and uh, need a, need to vote. So I'm I'm sure they've got that looked after. I don't think you need a physical address to vote. I don't. know. We'll have to look into that because that's important. We can't vote here in France. No. No. So uh, it's important that we vote in Canada. It's important everybody votes. And uh, so we're going to have to look into that. What else do we have going on here? Oh, well, we've got our guests coming. Yes, I'm so excited. They are going to be here Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. And uh, we are just waiting to find out what happens with Hurricane Ian because they are from Tampa. Tampa Bay. And their house is on the water. So we're, we're hoping, now the, the latest is that it's the, the main part of the hurricane, which has already hit landfall, has veered south. I mean, again. It's, it's skirted Tampa Bay. It's skirted Tampa Bay. But what I saw today in the news was just freaky. The whole bay had emptied, mm-hmm. or at least at, at low tide, it had almost receded to oblivion, which means it's all coming back. Mm. And bigger, and so we ju- we're just kind of hoping that the the st- we're going to know this by tonight. Yeah, well, you know what? They're already in Europe. They're in Portugal, yeah. enjoying themselves, having a great time. Um, that part of Florida has been uh, ordered evacuation oh, anyway, so yeah. they couldn't be there. No. There's nothing they can do, and they've got the right attitude. Like we can't do anything about it. We'll have to see what happens. We have good insurance, yeah. um, and so we'll just have to see how it ride plays it out. out. Yeah, ride it out. But they're doing. You know what? They're being a part of the uh, solution by not hanging around. Like, uh, you, you know, so Naples, 18 feet worth of storm surge. I mean, and you're trying, and you're going to stay there. Oh, I just, I don't get that mentality. I just, they interviewed some people who'd, who'd ridden through most of these hurricanes, Irma and all these other ones. And this one, they said, nope, we're out of here. Because yeah. this was a biggie. Yeah, I think th- those that hang back um, m- might have pet situations. Well, some of them have uh, brain situations. Uh, you know, it's no, no, seriously. You just, yeah. and and you know, then they become a part of the problem, right? Then they become, oh, now we got to call nine one one, and they've they've told them, hey, go ahead, call nine one one, but no one's coming, right? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the, the good news is it, it seems as though that area of Florida hasn't been affected. And you know, our our friends are going to be m- making it here. And we look forward to treating yeah. them royally. No, it's going to be great. 
And uh, they will be here Sunday for like almost a week. So almost. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, we've got some restaurants already booked and mm-hmm. some some Michelins. <laughs> yeah, they, they like the well. They, may, they like the Michelins. On that note, uh-huh. I'm I'm going to read the uh, the comments. Oh. Uh, because I uh, I kind of looked back through the Facebook page at Jeff and Julie moved to France, and I noticed we've 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 had quite a few comments over the last little while, and hmm. you just mentioned one of them, which I'll get to in just a second. Okay. Dan from Pennsylvania on Chapter 13. Bonsoir and hello, Jeff and Julie. Love your podcast and the story about Better Call Saul music with your dogs. (laughs) Question. I'm a Sudbury boy, like your Bradley, living in Pennsylvania. Are Speedos the only attire for guys on the beach over there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there goes the the French stereotypes again. You know, it's it's so funny because one of the French stereotypes, which is people walking around with berets and uh, and baguettes, it, it it you see it, you see the baguettes more than the berets, but you see them. You both. see the baguettes, but you see everyone's carrying a baguette. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, we haven't been uh, to a beach really yet. Uh, we're not really beach. Kind of, that's why we're in the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're, we're thinking of maybe going to the Atlantic coast at some point. Yeah. And we can report back on Speedos. <laughs> uh, Jane, who I used to work with years ago in Kitchener, uh, was uh, commenting on the uh, wine harvesting video because she said, my nephew is an assistant winemaker for a 700-acre winery in California. I heard about the equipment used at harvest time, but never seen it work before. So thanks for sharing that. From all the pictures you post, it sure looks like you guys are living the dream. Keep sharing. All the best to you and Julie. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, Elizabeth Wilcox on Chapter 35, which was about Chateau Biron. Mm-hmm. Love the show. I'm hoping by this time next year to be living in France, so it's great to get tips from fellow Canadians. I spent two lovely weeks in the Dordogne and look forward to visiting again. Amazing. Uh, Marilyn uh, McFadden Stern, looking forward to listening tonight, especially since Toronto has now been accepted into the Michelin rating star system. Amazing. Well, Marilyn, you're going to really like the next episode uh, that we released, which was last Friday, because thanks to your comment, uh, we did a little research into those uh, new Michelin restaurants in Toronto. And uh, you might want to check out Chapter 36 to find out more on that. Hmm. Uh, Eric, uh, France Tourism needs to get on board and sponsor your podcast. All the stories you share make me want to visit, especially the south of France. Keep up the good work. We, we honestly, Eric, thank you very much. It's very kind of you, but we, we don't want anything to do with the French government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we put an X on that. Yeah, uh, no, no. It's, no. It's, it's much appreciated, though. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, our our guest arriving on Sunday, John, <laughs> uh, commented on Chapter 35, the uh, Biron uh, episode. We had a lot of comments for Chateau Biron. Love this episode. We love Michelin restaurants, <laughs> wineries, and chateaus, the trifecta of fun. <laughs> well, there you go. They will get... Chock full of those. Yeah, no, we we uh, we've we've actually found a few in our area. Uh, yes, not the, far of the Michelin restaurants, and um, and and we're pretty pretty excited. Hey, we've we've had a couple of really good medical experiences, and we have more knowledge now on the system. So we we figured we would just take up just a tiny bit of time 
talking about them. You had a, a good experience today. Yeah. So I, I have a little tiny problem with my right foot, um, which, you know, uh, is causing a little bit of pain. And that's the only thing that's wrong with me at this point. So I'm, I'm oh, grateful. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, e- no, 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 easy. no. Physically, mentally, okay, easy. okay. But holy. Um, anyway, so I get there a little ahead of time, go right into the office, um, and this is to get a, an assessment of my feet uh, to see what, what the, the issues are and, and what can be rectified. And this this charming young guy, well, doctor, um, you know, uh, made an assessment and, and said, okay, I need some orthotics to relieve some of the, the pressure points on this foot, and that will um, relieve some of the pain and correct some of the, the issues that you're having. And he, 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 we, I spent like 40 minutes in the office, and then I hand him my carte vitale, which is the health card here, which we got a little while ago. And and then he asked me the question, uh, "Who's your mutual?" And I go, oh, "Oh yeah, and, and we've we've been we've both been asked that every time." Well, when okay. you got yeah. your your yeah, well, prescription I'm, glasses, they yeah, asked you, right? And and I said, "Well, we don't we don't have a mutual." And I go, "What is what's a mutual? What is a mutual?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "It's additional insurance that people." purchase um, so that it covers the additional costs because the French system only covers a certain percentage. So if you were to have a catastrophic event, mm-hmm. um, it, it could be very costly if you don't have a mutual. So, you know, he's, he spent, you know, a good 10 minutes explaining it to me, uh, the benefits, uh, who I should probably be uh, contacting, and I'm going to be doing some research because mm-hmm. I think... You know your glasses without the mutual. You're you're paying the full yeah the full freight full freight. Whereas if you had a mutual, you might not be paying anything. It's a really 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 good system. It I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this that you know we've we've done the comparisons uh, throughout our podcast. This is a way better system than the Canadian system. It it's still a somewhat socialized system, uh, but it's. It's not necessarily a single-payer system. With the carte vitale, yes, it is, but you get this mutual um, secondary insurance, mm-hmm. and so the government will pay a certain amount. And uh, but, but the other g- good thing about this, and I've always been in favor of user fees, always been a big uh, advocate of them, because then it sort of just makes people think twice about abusing the system. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere from 10 to $25 a visit, depending on Euros. what... Whatever. Uh, depending on what, what you're, uh, where you're going, what, what visit you're, you're taking. Um, and, and so that is paid on, on site. Mm-hmm. But I got. I'm, I'm going to give you another example of just how efficient this system is. So we had a made. We'd made a booking for a. <laughs> you have the the feet. I've I got, got the, the feet. You've got the, the fingers. I've got the bad thumbs. I've got mm-hmm. arthritis in my thumbs. I, and so we needed to to go and get uh, X-rays. So we make an appointment for ten o'clock uh, the other morning, and we get there. And I'm just. I'll just give you the you know nerd alert um, numbers here. We get there at nine fifty one. Once we check in, which takes all of 90 seconds, we sit down and within 20 seconds, I'm up again and into the room. So by like 9.53, I'm getting x-rays, okay? Mm-hmm. I come back out, sit down for another one minute or so, yep. and then the, uh, Mr. Lumby, the doctor will see you at 9. 
uh, 56, I'm now consulting with the doctor and my imaging, which is on the screen, by 10.06, remember the appointment was at 10? By 10.06, we are walking down the hall, leaving the hospital with my imaging in my hand. I mean... So, I- and that's a big difference between Canada and, and France. Our x-rays, that belongs to us. That's right. They get a copy. Yes. They keep a, the, Your doctor will keep a copy and yes. so will the imaging source, but... You keep your stuff here, and that goes with that goes for anything. Right. That goes for you know you if you you go and get a any kind of a result from anywhere, mm-hmm. and and you keep those. So like blood blood reports that kind of thing. And so it, I, I I'm just head over heels about this this medical system. Um, it's 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 brilliant. And now knowing what we know about the mutual, and and you didn't seem to think he didn't seem to think it was going to be very expensive for us because we're still relatively young yep so it's what did he say like maybe 80 euros each something like uh, that yeah a, a month, month. yeah and 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 for that you you're, that would cover any additional costs glasses uh eye anything dental dental i mean it's it's fantastic so that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the pleasant surprises let shall we say uh about france there have been lots of pleasant unpleasant disappointments but that's a pleasant surprise and you know couldn't be a, a, a bigger one and and the medical professionals that we've met to a person have been so nice so kind yeah. so knowledgeable uh it it's it, it takes the stress right out of and a good portion of them speak english yeah, you know what? You're right. The person that you consulted about your thumb. He was, and, and patient, like just so, they just want to make sure that you've got the information. Mm-hmm. Very concerned about that. You could sense that they're very concerned that you have all of the options. Well, this week was, was good for our medical appointments. It really was. Yeah, it really was. So, uh, you know, hats off to this uh, amazing system here. And, you know, we're finally starting to, now that we have a doctor, we're finally starting yeah. to see some headway. Yeah, we so we we fit in these medical appointments, but we've also fit in some day trips. Yeah. Oh no, one day trip this this week. Well, but this was a big day trip. Yeah, it was kind of a twofer. Yeah, and uh, it was first of all a little out of our comfort zone for day trips, but it's just that we didn't realize that this amazing natural phenomenon was within a drive away, and when we realized that we could see sort of two amazing sights in one day for a two-hour drive. We uh, we uh, we took the bite out of the apple and uh, did it yesterday. Oh my God! I'm just I'm still. So this one is so uh, amazing that we're making a special video. So before we get into this, you're going to see a video. It's going to be called Le, Le Gouffre de Padirac. Uh, can you explain what a gouffre? It's a chasm. A chasm, and it's G O U F F R E. And it's this huge natural chasm in the ground. It's 35 meters across. It goes down like over 300 feet, so 100 meters mm-hmm. into the ground. And then there's a massive river system in there. And uh, it's about uh, half an hour, 20 minutes to a half an hour from Rakamadur. Yes. So we, we started the journey... <laughs> In the rain. You know, we've had such a sunny summer, and it's one of our our odd day trips where the weather hasn't cooperated. So we were driving to Racamadour in pouring rain. But by the time we got there, 
<laughs> the sun was out. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it was it ended up being a perfect day. And then there was just a little rain when we got to the uh to the gouffre and uh it it was it was actually quite beautiful. It was. And you'll see that in the video. Yeah, like to me it kind of seemed like a rainforesty yeah. kind of thing. It was it was very exotic. Um I've not seen anything like it. Yeah, so this week we're going to do. Uh, 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 we, we obviously there will be some photos as well on the Facebook page from uh, Rakamadur and uh, the Gouffre. But uh, I got to tell you, check out the video. We'll have it up for you, and uh, it, it will cover both both visits. And it's just it, it was a really spectacular day. And to know that one of France's most incredible natural phenomena are is just. <laughs> two-hour drive away mm-hmm. is really kind of neat. That is pretty cool. And how many visitors? Uh, so they were saying that um, they see a million visitors between a, a year, between April and November. Wow. Because they uh, like November 13th is their last day. So when, when we went, um, there were only eight boats operating on the river. But right. during high season, there are 30 barges going back oh. and forth. And these boats, they probably hold... I want to say ten people. Eight, eight, six to eight, six to I eight think. people. Yeah, yeah. They're they're cool little boats. Uh, they're reversible. They go in. They come out. And uh, did you notice they they've got an element? Yeah. So they kind of hook up to the pier. Yeah. So that it's steady when they yeah. when they when they moor. No, or that's, dock. yeah. It's re- and it it it's like a well oiled machine in there. You come down. They fill the boats. Off they go. And the the people are, you know... Kind of like a gondolier. Yeah. But they're also, um, at that point, explaining what you're seeing, Mm -hmm. giving a little bit of the history, um, you know, example, there there is life in this subterranean river. Mm -hmm. There's some very small shrimp and also very small escargot. Right. Nautical escargot. And they live there. And they were also saying that... So it took a million to two million years for this for this fissure for this chasm mm-hmm. to open up because the water had nowhere to go, um, and they they were explaining that now the the river has found an exit into the Dordogne, so it's not going to go any deeper. It's not going it, to it it won't continue. Um, and that took over a million years to sort of carve out right. naturally. Yes, and the, and the river stays um, nourished, uh, alimenté, uh, it, by rain. And the rain gets filtered through the rocks through those 100 meters. Limestone, yeah. Until, yeah, until it comes straight down into, into the river to keep it, um, you know, I would say at the deepest it was maybe six feet. It was six feet, and the water stays constant at 12 degrees Celsius, and the air temperature is constant at 13 degrees down there. So when you do go there, you, you, you're... You're cautioned to wear a sweater and maybe a you know a, a jacket. It, it, it yeah. can be 40, yeah. 40 degrees Celsius outside, but it's going to be thirteen in yeah. there. So it's, it's amazing. And uh, this guy Edward Martell, how do you say his name properly? Oh, you did. Okay, well that's the English way. But he discovered the, this is the a funny story that that you heard uh, on the on their. Uh, well, these are kind of cool. You had this this little uh, device playback device. Yeah, that would um, at you were saying it's GPS. I'm not sure if it's GPS or magnetic, but it it, it marks where you are in the tour, and then it, it hits the next right. prompt. So when if you are in front of you know this 
particular yeah. site, they will say, oh, here's the information you need to know about this. Yeah. And then, you know, okay, now move this way. But the the interesting one uh, that, that came up was about the guy because he founded this giant hole in the late 1800s around the time that electricity was invented. Right. So... They had discovered this, and all of a sudden, they started lighting up the chasm with lights so that they, you know, you could see the stones and the and the structure, and it, it attracted a massive amount of people. <laughs> but interestingly, they were coming to see the lights and not the chasm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a really great story. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see it too, yeah. right? You can. I mean, people living with candles their whole life. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say that you need to be relatively in shape to be able to go up um, oh, yeah. the litany of stairs. Now, there are elevators, but there still are a lot of stairs that you have to um, negotiate. And we'd gone down and we're coming back up and we see some of these people coming down. We're going, oh boy, that one's <laughs> going to have trouble getting back up. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's probably not a good idea to bring a young child. Oh, the one guy was carrying kids. Oh. Yeah. Or or if you're, you know, not able to as you say navigate stairs too well. Yeah. You know, uh it's it but it's uh an, an incredible I've never seen anything like it. I'm I'm even though it was a crummy weather day, uh in there it didn't matter and yeah. it, it was really um very special. There are eight varieties of bats yeah. inside now we didn't see any. Well, you thought you did, but I don't think so. Uh, I think it was. I think it was actually rocks. But mm -hmm. the biggest ones they have. The, check this out: forty centimeter wingspan. <sighs> I, I have a thing with bat. I just. Well, I know. I, I, I mean, I know. I know they're great for you know bugs and stuff. Uh, but uh, we didn't see. Well, we didn't see any bats. But they they just obviously any, anything like that is mm -hmm. going to be a magnet for bats. But. Yeah. Um, but but all the information is in like four languages. They've got French, English, Dutch, or Netherlands, and I think the fourth is German. Oh, it has to be. And uh, Spanish. And, no, no, I don't think so. Oh. I think it was four. Yeah, and okay. and it was uh, it was very entertaining. <laughs> I loved I loved the acting <laughs> on on the on, tape on the oh, tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. It was it was kind of cute. You know where they reenacted. Uh, you know, Mr. Martell and his friend. Is that a river? <laughs> I'm hearing. Well, wait a minute. I'm hearing. Yes, it's water. I'm hearing. What? There must be a river here somewhere. Oh God! But uh, it's all right. It was. It's it fun. Was, it, no, but it was very well done, and the whole the whole experience was was quite nice. And earlier in the day, we we went for lunch in uh, Rakamadur, and we were talking about that just a second ago. But this is. Um, this this little region, it's just, uh, it's bizarre. It it's on it. The buildings are built a lot of them into the cliff, which is a hundred and fifty meters high. So these buildings, and it's, it's been there for thousands of years, and it's always been this religious pilgrimage. There are chapels. I think five or six or seven different chapels. There's this monumental staircase that goes from the bottom to the top. And some people climb up it for religious reasons on their hands and knees. I, I don't know. That wouldn't be me. But uh, they do. And we're going to need a whole other day or two. I think so. Because this place was vast. Uh, we just kind of went for the touristy part, went for lunch, and 
and checked out the... Uh, and I bought an umbrella. And you brought them. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it was, as, as Julie mentioned, it was raining all day. She goes in, buys the umbrella, comes outside, boom, sun <laughs> for the rest of the day. It's like I was saying, you know, the day you book your haircut, that's when your hair looks the best. That's like, right. You, you go get a car wash and that's when it starts to rain. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of an Alanis Morissette song. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Ironic. Anyway, um, so we're, we're talking about the gouffre and that's leading me into the French phrase of the day. Ah. Yes. Um, so before I start, I just want to give you the English translation of one of the words because I know you don't know it. I'm not going to know the whole thing. No, probably. you will. Oh, boy. You will. Okay, what's the... Okay, what's so the... So the word in French is angoissant. Okay. The equivalent word in English is agonizing. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah, all right. So here, here we go with uh, today's French phrase of today. Le gouffre le plus angoissant qui soit l'amour. Uh, 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 one more time. Okay. Le gouffre le plus angoissant qui soit l'amour. Is soit, is that, uh, is, is that from être? Yes. Ha, huh. not bad, huh? That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Just, I, I, I love, love your love or my love or lo, the love. Or, yep, so translated. The, the, the goof, which is the hole, the agonizing hole. <laughs> The agonizing hole. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so then it's the most, right? <laughs> the most agonizing hole? <laughs> that doesn't work. It really doesn't work. <laughs> so, no. It's <laughs> the most agonizing... I had that after burritos one time. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> the most agonizing abyss there is. Love. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Wait, do you know how hard I had to tie in goof? <laughs> like, to make this work? Give me points for effort. Holy. And it's short. Like, I get points because it's short. Did that come with bubble gum? Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. Came with a fortune cookie. Holy. That's brutal. Le gouffre le plus angoissant qui soit l'amour. <laughs> wow, that's... Well, at least it was short. Yep. You know what? Yep. There's, there's me making some and then, lemonade. Yeah, and there's some, some truth to that. The biggest chasm in the world. Yeah, they call Love. it a biz. Yep. Okay, well, that's a beauty. Thank you, Julie. That's not You're a so good welcome. One. All right. Um, yeah, learning the French. I picked up the new word there. I wouldn't have got that uh, a week ago. The yeah. être. No, to, it's good. To be. No, it, it, you know, every week is getting better. <laughs> By the time I'm 100, I should be able to communicate with the locals. (sighs) All right. On next week's show, we will be reflecting on a big week with friends. And we really hope that this Hurricane Ian uh, settles down and and doesn't devastate their home because it's going to make for a, uh, I mean, a, a tough time for them when they return for sure. We want them to have the very best of holidays here. Yeah, stress-free. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we have the first of three couples actually visiting uh, for a very busy month of October. So uh, we'll let you know all about next week. We've got, like, as Julie mentioned, a couple of really cool restaurants booked and and uh, sightseeing v- ventures for everybody. And we will also include who won and who lost at Euchre. But I think you know the answer to that right now. Don't count on it. Men will dominate the women. Mm. Les femmes sont plus fortes. À bientôt!